you know, it still comes back to innately, the most important things in our lives are not the things that work. It's the people at home that we're tied to. It's the people that we've committed to. It's the family. Welcome to Access Points, the podcast where we discuss the tools, habits, and ideas that can help you achieve and maintain the leadership mindset so you can reach peak performance. Are you ready for your all-access pass to some of the top minds on the topic of leadership? Let's get started. Hey, good morning to our listeners and welcome back to the Access Points podcast. I'm Davin Marceau, Chief Operating Officer with Access eForms, and I'm here today as always with our owner and CEO, Mr. Tim Elliott. How are you doing, Tim? Good morning, sir. Good to be here. It is good to see you. Thank you. I I don't know what that look means when you say that. That's awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 part of that sideways look. You know, you and I seem to be running opposite directions a whole lot lately. We, do. We, we see each other about once a week in the office. I think so. It's uh you're gone one week, I'm gone a week. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, it's our calendars have not meshed with one space, one place, you know, but it's almost like we work better together that way. <laughs> He's <laughs> speaking completely for yourself. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it, it's always hard to coordinate things like Steven, because again, you know, you're out, I'm out, you're out, I'm out. And, and you're, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, getting ready to head out on a little mini vacay for your anniversary. Yeah? I am. I am. We kind of decided, uh, about two, three weeks ago to do this. And, uh, so sometimes spur of the moment trips like this are kind of cool. So I, I'll let you know how it goes next week when I get back. How's that? <laughs> and, and this is anniversary number what? This is 32. 32. 32. Yeah, man. God, that is a one patient woman. I'll tell you what, you know, I, I think about that often when you and I are in meetings, like, like Jamie Elliott is the saint of the world. I mean, you have to be here and listen, talk to me. And she really doesn't. And so I don't know if that's just, she's that strong of a woman or it's a character flaw in her. I'm not sure which one that is. <laughs> you know, I hope she doesn't listen why don't, to why don't you not? Why don't you not answer that? Yeah, we'll, we'll let Steven edit that part out. Um, and, and Jamie's not an avid listener of the Access Points yeah, podcast. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're safe. <laughs> I think that's a really good segue into the topic today because I, I think it suffice to say that, you know, the last 32 years have not always been smooth sailing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, I think marriages, whether you're married for two years or 32 years, you always experience those ups and downs. And, and there can be some extremely trying times, you know, coupled with some some extremely joyous times as well. You know, but over those 32 years, you were still responsible for providing for your family. Right. And you were still responsible for starting this thing called called Access eForms in, in conjunction with, with other business ventures. And so for our listeners, the topic today is... How do you or can you be a highly performing professional while experiencing personal strife, while going through those trials and tribulations in life? And, and you know, it's a topic, obviously, you know, year 32 and me on the tail end of the personal stuff and the personal changes that I've been going through. And so, you know, we've, we've got a pretty good depth of knowledge in this field, Tim. It should be a good topic today. <laughs> it should be, you know, so let's dive into this thing. Ask the broad stroke question. We'll go down it is, is do you believe Tim Elliott that you can be a highly performing professional while experiencing personal struggle? Uh, that's going to be a lowercase. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe you can. And, and the reason I believe you can is sometimes you have to, mm. and it's like a lot of things in life. Sometimes the timing isn't always good. But the realities of it are that it's the reality. It's where you are. And I, you know, I've got story upon story upon story about this, but 
I'll never forget of when we were starting Access. And we were on the road for, gosh, four days, five days out of the week. And, you know, I had two young daughters and a wife at home in a, in a town at the time that wasn't the most friendly. Mm-hmm. And so she was pretty much alone with these two girls, especially in the summertime while I'm out trying to build this business. And I can remember coming home exhausted and she's ready to get out. And, her, and we've had this discussion several times, especially in the last four years, about what a, a dark time it was for her. But coming home and I'm just exhausted and I just want to get on the couch and just chill and be home. And she's been home and she wants to get out. And that struggle between what she needs and what I need and you know her expressing that to me and me not understanding because I only know how I feel. Those led to some very difficult moments and some difficult times and some really difficult conversations. And those were the days that really determined our metal for our marriage of where we're going to make this thing work. But we would have those tough discussions on the weekends and I would have to go back on Monday and fly out for New York or mm-hmm. LA or Seattle, wherever we were going. And knowing that I was going to have to go do presentations that were going to determine success or failure of our organization during that week. And so you have to push that down a little bit from the top of your mind to the lower part of your brain during those times, especially during the presentation, put on your best face and act like everything's great in your mind. And it comes back to, this is pre mindset days, right? Mm -hmm. And so those times were difficult, but yet you had to suck it up. And no matter how much was weighing on you, how much strife you had going on at home or in your personal life, you know, you didn't have a choice. You had to make it work. Well, and and I don't know if there's enough mindset training in the world to prepare you for the crushing weight and crushing blow of a struggling marriage, of Mm -hmm. of a struggling personal relationship, right? I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it feels like there's a 5,000 pound elephant on your chest at all times, right? And it's hard to prepare or deal with those things. I I think in the, in the, in the best of times, right. And then you couple that with having to go in on Monday and fly out to New York to do a presentation and to believe that you can take that and put that out of your mind and put it anywhere near a back burner, I think is, is disingenuous. And, And I think that's where Tim people run into the issues with not being able to balance that out is they believe that they can stuff it down. They believe they can push it to the back of their mind. But inevitably in the middle of that meeting, you know, maybe you get a text or maybe you get a phone call, maybe you get something that pushes it back to the forefront. And so you're unprepared to deal with it in the moment, you know? So how over the years have you, have you learned to deal with the fact that it's not going to the back burner? It can't, right? It's just, it's it's too heavy. And the fact that, that sometimes the best of business times are unfortunately met with the worst of personal times and vice versa. Right. Right. You know, it just for me, and this is just my personal experience, I had to, and, and with, and with what we were doing, there was two parts of work. There was the building and the organizational part. And then there was the presentation part. Mm-hmm. So kind of the front stage, backstage that we've talked about. And when I was on front stage, when I was in front of clients, prospects, whoever it might be, I never really had an issue with being able to turn everything else off and being just in the moment. I had to be, I had no choice. So for me, during those times, even if things were weighing on me, I had the ability to come out of that and almost have an out of body experience to be able to present and do and be who I needed to be at the moment. 
But as soon as that's over and you get back in the car, trust me that, you know, it's back on you. And you know, it, it's funny what you said was the, the weight is an important word to use. And what's interesting to me is, you know, why is that such a weight? Why is it that, you know, when we go to work, we still are dealing with what's going on at home, whether that's problems with children, whether that's problems with spouses, whatever it may be. And, you know, it still comes back to innately, the most important things in our lives are not the things that work. It's the people at home that we're tied to. It's the people that we've committed to. It's the family. And which is a whole nother discussion about, you know, it's so interesting to me how, you know, we as humans are so tied to family and family becomes important. It becomes everything to us. And when there's a chink in the armor or the family's not solid, you know, that's where that weight comes from. This episode is brought to you by Voris, a strategic sales advisor for early stage startups. At Voris, we'll add a startup sales expert to your team without the cost and commitment of hiring full time. We offer sales and SDR advisory for teams serious about exceeding their goals as well as strategy and process recommendations to help accelerate growth. Let us tell you exactly what to focus on to dramatically improve your results. We help early stage startups hit their revenue goals and you are only one click away from more revenue. Forrest.com. For me, and this is me personally as the the male at that point in time in our, in our careers, I was the um, breadwinner. And yet I had a company that I had to make work and not only keep the financials moving for the organization, but also for myself, because I was tied directly to that financially. I think it's a shifting of weight. It's, it's what am I going to pick up and carry at the moment? And the one consistent thing we've always have in our life is the weight of family. And that's good and bad, right? But that weight is what we always carry. With work, that changes. The weights we pick up and carry change throughout our career. And that depends on where you are in that career, um, where you are in the life stage of your career. And it also, I guess, really, it's, you know, with the life stage of family, it's the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you still got kids that are younger. I've got kids that are away from home. One's married, one's about to be married. Different game, man. Different weights you pick up, right? Yeah. So I I think that family weight is the one that you carry the most. And, and really the question is, and what you asked me is, you know, can you ever set that down? And I don't know that you ever completely set it down, but I know that for me personally, I can set it aside for a moment. Well, it's it's almost an adjacent topic, but do you ever want to set it down? And what's the result of you being able to shed that weight? Because I think our family is is or should be why we do what we do, why mm-hmm. we go to New York and present and mm-hmm. spend time away. It's not to stoke our egos. It's not to feel good about ourselves. It should be why and how we provide for our family. And and, and they should always be at the forefront of what it is that we can do. And you know, I, I think we can all think about past work colleagues that, you know, when they travel, they, they do things that they shouldn't and they don't bring the burden of their family with them mm-hmm. and they're able to perform highly in the moment but then they go home and it, it's made their family situation worse. So I think work is how we provide, mm-hmm. but our family is the why behind what it is that we do. And I think that that's why that weight is there and it's why it always should be there. Because again, I think conversely, if it's not, then I think we're in a worse situation than if we feel the crushing weight of a situation that's going on at home. Yeah, and think about this too. And, and I think the people I've known that have gotten in trouble with that are when, when things are difficult at home, they come to work and shut that off 
and work becomes their happy place. Mm -hmm. It becomes their haven, right? And so when that happens, you know, you tend to go towards the path of least resistance. And so you wind up spending 12, 14 hours, 16 hours at work because you're around people who are happier, you're providing value. And so what you're doing is, is basically shielding off the bad of what you're dealing with and staying at work, which is in your mind, good. That's to me, that's when things really start breaking down mm. is when, you know, the place of solitude that you have becomes your workspace and not your home space. And that's where I've seen people get in trouble. Yeah. That's a, that's a super interesting point because it's not going to go away. You know, you, you have to inevitably address, you know, the, the foundational problem in your life, which is, you know, in, in this situation, we're talking about your personal life. Um, you know, and so that follow-up question is, is from what you've seen to him with, with the examples that you've gave, you know, those professionals that bury themselves under 18 hours of work when their home is on fire, so to speak, have they always been the highest performers or is it for a short period of time and then it comes crashing down or, or give a little insight in that? And this is just based on my experience of what I've seen and sure. experienced long-term if that situation, that personal situation, whether they be home or a crisis in people, someone's life, if that doesn't get resolved at some point in time, then the success of that person is going to be limited, right? It, if those crisis issues, if those personal issues do get addressed, then I believe that that person can succeed. And, and I haven't really answered your question, but with that being said, I think people can be high performers as long as they resolve those things personally and family over time. I think that we, we've all gone through issues at home, right? And sometimes, you know, just saying that we're sometimes, and I'm saying this for me, I'm the issue. It's not her. It's not the kids. It's me is the issue at home. And, but that's still that strife that's caused that some of those issues. And so, you know, when things aren't good and when things aren't good, I can still be a performer at work for a period of time, but if that stretches out weeks, months, then that burden of that strife gets to be so heavy that I can't perform like I should. If we're working towards resolution, then I see hope and I see possibilities and I see a bright future that I can be, I can be that high performing person. So I think you can for a short period of time, but not long-term. Okay. I like that. And you know, I'm going to tell a little story about, you know, the life of, of Davin Marceau and how I've kind of seen this thing play out in my own life over the, over the last year. And then how you've, you've played into that as well as, you know, I, I think I was that guy that buried myself at, at work in, in order to be able to avoid some of the, some of the struggles that I was going through at home. And, you know, I found out over, over time that it, it was, it, it didn't resolve anything and it didn't make the personal situation better. And it hit a boiling point about a year ago. And, you know, over the last year I've, I went through a divorce, you know, and, and, you know, Kristen's doing well and I'm doing well and, and everything we moved on from that. But on the tail end of that divorce, there were, there were some dark times. There really was because you're having to deal with the breaking apart of a family. You're having to deal with the failure of you as a husband. And, you know, to say that that doesn't creep over into the professional world is, is just unrealistic. It's going to, and you as leaders are going to have people that are usually really good at their job and they're really good performers and they may come into work one day and they may just be a mess. 
and they may not be emotional about it, but you can tell something is off. And one of the things that brought me back and helped me be able to identify and move on was a conversation that you and I had in your office. And we sat down and I was just going through an update on stuff. You know, I'm like, I have a checklist of things that I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna update Tim on this and I'm gonna leave. And I, I started into that checklist and you said, hey, stop for a second. I'm like, okay. You're like, how you doing? And I just lost it because I wasn't doing well. And I was trying to avoid what was going on in the personal life and I was trying to push work to the forefront, but the personal life came screaming to the forefront, you know, with one question. And it was what helped me understand that it was gonna be okay and I had a leader that recognized it and knew that that I was gonna get through it and and helped me get through it. And so for me, I'm incredibly thankful for you and, and that's a big takeaway I think for our listeners is, know your people. You know, if something is off, don't automatically assume that it's they're not good at their job anymore. There's probably something going on. And sitting down and, and having that question of, of how are you? How can I help you? Is going to save you as a leader a lot of a lot of struggle in the HR world. Because if you just ask a question and, you know, obviously do it appropriately, you're going to get some answers to some questions. You're going to help people get through some really dark times. One of the things that we've talked about on the podcast a lot is, is the word value. And this is probably not a great HR answer, but I'm going to say it anyway, because it's the reality sure. for me anyway, is we talk about the value of, of team members and they're team members that bring great value to your organization. And they literally are all about what are the goals of organization and what can I do to help get us there? Right. And sometimes that's stepping outside of our, you know, 15 bullet point, you know, uh, job description mm -hmm. and doing some things that aren't in my job description that are going to help the organization, whether it's a short term or long term thing. And then there are those people that literally say, I'm going to come to work and I'm going to do exactly what I'm asked to do. And you're going to pay me for what is in my job description. And that's it. If you're going to treat me like a robot, I'm going to be a robot and I'm a, that's, I'm here to do a job and I'm going to leave and I don't care anything about you and you don't care anything about me and we're going to just move on. And that sounds kind of harsh, but you know, there's people, there's people like that in every organization. Absolutely. Right. So as, as an owner, entrepreneur, leader, I see those people that, um, have value to me and because in a smaller organization, you see things you see things and feel things that people do and say in a way that coworkers don't always see, right? So I always use the example of the, the, the school of fish, right? It's kind of a cheesy example, but mm -hmm. the reality is, is for most people, I know what's going on in the organization, whether I talk to someone or not. So I hear things, I see things, I see work things happen, and I have a gut feel for where we are with people. You and I have had that discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, we had that just several weeks ago. And because of that, I understand the value someone brings. And I want that person to be here. And I want that person to succeed. And I want that person to be fulfilled at work, but also want them to succeed at home. I was having this discussion with Anthony just a couple of days ago. And it was a really fun discussion. We were talking about strengths and I could tell he was really struggling with some things. And I know Cody had worked with them and you had talked with them and he was struggling with some leadership stuff and to be able to talk about how using his Clifton strengths at work and how that was going to help his career. But most importantly, 
it was going to help him better understand who he is so that he can be a better husband, be a better father. Those things were important to me because as if someone grows professionally and they don't grow personally, then that's where you start see that strife and those problems begin to happen. Hmm. And if we don't grow as humans, as people, and we don't get better, then it hurts us at home and it hurts us professionally. And so to see people succeed and see people get through things personally, I think also helps them professionally. You know, to me, that's, there's value in that and there's value in those people. And so that was for you, of course, you're a good friend and that goes beyond just professional, but also, you know, I want to see people happy and I want to see people fulfilled in their life. And you weren't very fulfilled at that point in time in your life. And, you know, I haven't been through what you were going through, but you know, I wanted to be able to be there and, and be able to be a sounding board for you or some, just somebody to be able to vent to or express things to. So in a small organization, we can do that. Big organization, that's why I've said, I'll, I'll never be the CEO of a 10,000 person <laughs> or 20,000 person organization. That's not who I am. That's not within my strengths. But um, to be able to help people and to, to be able to see people progress personally is one of my favorite things. You know, we've had Cody on the podcast and you've all, everyone that's listened to this has heard Cody. Cody's been with me for 17, 18 years and talking about seeing someone progress personally from the time he started here until now, it's been a huge roller coaster, but he's always progressed and he's always been a better Cody this year than he was last year. And to see the bumps and bruises he went through to get there has been really cool. And to now see that with some of our newer people, it's kind of cool too. So anyway, back to the original question, I really think that seeing people in the, in the strife that they're going through at home or personally and working through that along with staying professional and doing their job and providing value, I think it's a, it's a short term can happen. But I think long term, if they don't ever get through that and get over that or work through that like you were able to. I mean, you're a much happier person now than you were a year ago. Much, right? Yeah. In ways that's hard to even articulate on a podcast. Yeah. And, but even when you were in your darkest days, you were still able to discipline yourself through mm -hmm. things to get things done here. So did I, I didn't see more than a 10 or 15% variance professionally from you, even when you were in those dark times, because you gutted through it, but that's who you are, right? But I could see that you were making progress. I could see that you were getting better. But as you got better, you know, your performance increased. So I think it was better. But I don't know that it was, you know, 15, 20, 30 percent better. Right. A couple of points on that. You speak to the fact that you'll never be a CEO of a 10,000 person corporation. But there's some core values in there that are agnostic to the size of a business that you have. And that's caring about people. I don't care if you're the CEO of Nabesco, you're the CEO of Access eForms, viewing people as um, valuable and seeing the value inside of your people and not commoditizing them and seeing them as a cost center is something that should be <laughs> vital and important across all organizations. But unfortunately, it's not. That's, that's a rare trait amongst leaders because, again, we, see, we tend to see bottom line. We look at that line item that's overhead. Mm-hmm. And if it's too high, then we trim, regardless of, you know, we look at performance reviews, but that doesn't always tell the story about a person. So incredibly important point, I think there. And the other thing that I'll touch on is 
we have to be careful as leaders at viewing success as linear, right? Mm -hmm. People aren't always going to progress and you have to view it over a period of time. And that's why, you know, this isn't about that, but things like why you evaluate once or twice a year and not once or twice a month, because mm -hmm. things shift, life goes through the ebbs and flows and, and you're not always going to perform at a hundred percent. Sometimes you're going to be at 90% and other times you're going to be at 110%. Um, and so as leaders, you have to view success and allow people to experience that strife and help them through it. And that's, what's going to pull them through on the other side. If you don't, it compounds their problem because to say that nobody's ever going to go through personal problems and personal problems are never going to affect you at work is just unrealistic. We're humans. We, we feed off of human to human interaction and our family should be, could be, needs to be our most important element in our lives. Right. And so if, if you don't help pull them through, are is making the situation worse because now their professional situation is bad, which is just going to compound their personal situation, which is going to compound their professional situation on and on and on until you have a employee that's divorced and is getting fired. Right. And you've done that person no favors. And again, you don't hang on to people for the sake of hanging on to them. You and I talked about that in my office yesterday, but just caring enough to ask a question of why or what's going on or how are you can save you not just in political capital with your people, but also in, in overhead and make your business more successful. And, and, you know, you stop and think you've got a lot invested in your people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've, you've grown them and you don't want to look back and look at payroll of what you've spent on to spend on a Cody straight over 18 years. It would scare me to death to mm -hmm. see what that number is, to know what I have invested. No, no, don't get me wrong. He's done a job for me that is, you know, it's investment in, in my part and it's paid off greatly. But it's also interesting to look back and see what that number is. But with all that being said, to me, seeing someone go through adversity is a good thing, whether that's personal or professional. And to see someone struggle is a good thing as long as they come through it. Right. So if, I've talked about this in the podcast before, but you know, Sophie, my, my youngest daughter, I've told her before she went, she didn't want to go to college. And I told her, I said, it's not about what you learn in school. It's about what you learn by going to school. And I told her before she went to New York, I guess it was two years ago, you know, she was going to walk, you've heard me talk about mm -hmm. this before, but you know, you're going to walk the streets of New York by yourself in the middle of a pandemic. And there's nothing but construction workers, drug addicts, homeless people on the streets. And you've got to walk 15 minutes to work and then get back on the street and walk, you know, 10 to 12 miles a day between all these different garment manufacturers for your job. And you're not getting paid anything to do it but that you're going to grow up more and you're going to learn more this summer than any other time because it comes down to this. The only way we gain wisdom is through adversity. That's the only way you can't study it. You can't listen to podcasts and get it. You have to go through adversity in order to develop wisdom. And, you know, the only way I got through 32 years and the only way my wife got through 32 years were those hard times and difficult times of working through those, because that helped us build wisdom of how do we handle things in the future. So when you see those strife issues at home, whether that's with your marriage or your kids and listen, if, if your kids are still young, they're fun and get ready, right? Because it's, and I'm not trying to tell you, you know, bad things are going to happen to you, but I'm just telling you that, you know, all kids that are 15, 16 year old boys and all 17, 18, 19 year old girls 
are a nightmare at times. And you're going to get hit with some things that you never thought you'd be hit with. But how you handle that adversity at that time is going to determine your relationship with them when they're 25, when they're 30, when they're 35 and they're 40. How close are you going to be? How much are they going to love and adore you? are going to be based on those hard decisions of going through those tough times with them versus just going to work and not paying attention to them or acting like they're going to go away. Right. So facing those things, going through that adversity is what brings your family together. It's what makes you a better professional. It's made me a better CEO. I know it's made you a better COO. I know that going through those tough times, you know, we look back and go, man, I wish I wouldn't have had to do that. But in a way, I'm so glad I did. And we talk about that during the pandemic of, as an organization. You know, boy, that was a tough time. But aren't we glad we went through that because of what we were able to learn, what we were able to do? So my encouragement to you listening today is this, is if you're the one going through that strife, if you're going through trouble at home, if you've got trouble with your marriage, you've got trouble with friends, you've got trouble with kids, listen, that's adversity. And you need to work through that. And there's a period of time at, at work when you go to work that you can somewhat shut that off. But like you said, you're going to carry that with you. Don't ignore what's at home. Every day when you go home, you go home at a decent time and you work through that, whether that's you sitting there and talking through it, getting a counselor, getting a therapist to help you, a mentor to help you with that. Work through that because long term, you can't be the best you professionally if you're not the best you personally. So you've got to fix it. You're just trying to just crush my hopes for the future talking about <laughs> this. My, my, my angelic nine-year-old daughter, there's no way in the world, Tim, that she's going to turn out to be a, a demon at 19. I, I just, I don't believe it. And I reject your reality and insert my own. Listen, I, I, I'm going to say today, because that is your reality that you're painting for yourself. You're right, Davin. You're right. And she is always going to be that sweet little angel and you're never going to have any issues. And she's going to always love you for exactly who you are. And, um, you are definitely the exception in this world. But I, I will tell you this, that I can confirm that 16 year old boys will give you, will give you hell. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. Mainly because we were one, right? At one oh, time. Yeah, I am. And because am, you have yeah. one now. If I, if I didn't believe in karma, I do now as the, as the, as the parent of a, of a 16 year old boy, you know, and I think we can wrap this thing up by saying, you can't get to the other side without the middle. You can't get to the other side without the struggle. Absolutely. And, and here's the cool thing is it, our listeners, you guys have a wealth of knowledge and experience and wisdom and all this too. And, you know, we would love to hear how you guys made it or continue to make it through these kind of same struggles that we're talking about. And so my encouragement to you guys is reach out to us on social media, you know, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all the places where we reside or even within the, the podcast store and leave us that review and share your story with us to help us get better, just like we're trying to help you guys get better because we're all in this thing together, yeah? No doubt, that'd be awesome. I love hearing stories and it, it's fun. We personally know a lot of people that listen to the podcast and I get texts from several people that, you know, they'll go and listen to the podcast and go, hey, I really like this and I learned something from that. You know, they'll text me a quote from something that, that I said and it scares me to death, right? But those type of things help us understand what you listen to and what interests you. And that's really what we're trying to do is just trying to help you. So if we can give you some insights and some mindsets into something that help you become a better person, better professional, then we've succeeded. Absolutely. 
shameless business plug, check us out at accessefm.com. Check out our business offering and you know, you'll see how we work to provide for our family, which, which is our why. So again, we appreciate your guys' feedback. Look forward to connecting with you, Tim. Awesome episode, man. I appreciate it. Until next time. All right. Talk soon.